Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more info, you can check us out on Facebook at Life Church of Columbia. Grafted into the family tree. Now, before we get into my text, in order for you to understand the text, I need to give you just a little bit of background. Uh, the Word of God is constantly using types and shadows and similes and metaphors in order for us to be able to understand spiritual truths. Uh, in the Old Testament, over and over and over, uh, and even in the New Testament, Jesus was constantly using parables for the same purpose. It takes a natural principle to help us understand or have a deeper understanding of spiritual truths. Well, in the Old Testament, and I ain't got time to just really lay a good foundation, but you that are Bible students, you understand the fact that in the Old Testament, God refers to Israel as an olive tree. A lot of prophecies and prophetic preachers uses the olive tree uh, to predict the coming of the Lord, or at least the season of it. Uh, but it's no stretch of the imagination whatsoever, and it's not resting or twisting Scripture in any form or fashion to establish the fact that God refers to Israel as an olive tree. Matter of fact, Jeremiah literally called it and the olive tree. And, of course, the olive tree represents peace, you know, the extending of the olive leaf that we still talk about and use today. It, 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 it refers to peace, health, prosperity, all of that is in the olive tree, blessings. As a matter of fact, even today, uh, the national tree for Israel is the olive tree. Uh, so, and, and also, the olive branch, for you that are really followers of Israel, you understand that, you know that, the, the olive branch is actually in the state emblem, and it's in the emblems on the Israeli army corps on uniforms and everything. That's how popular and powerful and how deep-rooted it is for the nation of Israel. Uh, so my title today is Grafted into the Family of Tree. But now I want to show you where that family tree started spiritually. Go with me to... Now, before I read this scripture, you also need to know that the olive tree never got really tall. And it was very gnarly. Is that a word? <laughs> you know what gnarly is? I know I've always used it. I don't know if it's a word or not. The olive tree was gnarly. I wish I'd have gotten a picture for you. It was a very gnarly. In other words, it was very unattractive tree. But it lived over a thousand years. There's olive trees over a thousand years old that's still producing fruit. Have you got a picture of that little ugly? They would get huge around and they would be just twisted, gnarly looking. In other words, it ain't a tree you would want to plant in your yard to beautify your yard. It was very unattractive. Having said that, I want to read Isaiah 53 and 2. This is Isaiah's prophecy of Jesus. And this is where the family tree begins. Y'all remember all of these scriptures. I'm just going to pick one. It says, for he, the servant of God, talking about Jesus. This is the prophecy of the Messiah. He, the servant of God, grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He has no stately form or majestic splendor that we should look at him, nor, was he have a, nor did he have a handsome appearance that we would be attracted to him. Somebody say olive tree. This is very prophetic by nature because the Bible says he was like a little tender shoot that shot up out of the ground that started the family tree. Not only that, but this is so powerful because he was the root out of dry ground. That was prophetic within itself because a new kingdom was born in a very dry, barren, unproductive environment. The, the natural dynasty of David and Solomon, 
The natural kingdom had dried up on the vine and it was obsolete. The lineage had almost been lost because there was no king to hand down the crown for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. But when Jesus was born in the manger, that was that little shoot that come up in the most unlikely, unreasonable, impossible situation. That's your family tree. I'm going to say it again. It shot up out of the ground, and, and also it runs even deeper if you've got a Hebrew mindset because it's a root out of dry ground. Well, if you're a farmer, you know nothing grows out of dry ground. But the other side of that is if you were a male in the Old Testament and you didn't have the ability to re- re- reproduce children, it, the, the, the Hebrew writer called you a dry tree. Tons of prophecy is springing up of the impossibility of the family tree growing in Bethlehem that day. Are you with me? Now go with me to the book of John, chapter number 15, verse number 1. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have given you, the teachings which I have discussed with you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise... Apart from me, that is, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers and dies, and they gather such branches and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. But if you remain in me, And my words remain in you. That is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified. All these scriptures are not in my text. I just can't quit reading. My Father is glorified and honored by this when you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. Do y'all just feel the heart of Jesus? Please remain in my love. And do not doubt my love for you. And then he teaches us how to remain in the love. Verse 10. If you keep my commandments and, o- and obey my teaching, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in His love. Isn't them just beautiful scriptures this morning? I feel a tangible presence of God today. To deposit something in your spirit. Go with me to the book of Romans now. Chapter number 11. Romans chapter number 11 is a complex chapter to me. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time in Romans chapter number 11. I was even shocked that what God would have me preach. Out of Romans chapter number 11. 
but it's, it's a complex chapter to me, and it's written by Paul where he draws a distinction between the Jewish native-born nation of Israel, which, remember, was identified as an olive tree. In this chapter, he draws a distinction between the, the, the Jewish nation of Israel and us, the Gentiles. He even says that I'm going to provoke the Jews to jealousy by magnifying my office. I am an apostle to the Gentiles. I mean, God can get sneaky. In other words, God has a chosen family and we cannot deny it scripturally. And it was the Jews. Amen. It was the Jewish nation of Israel. They gave us the law. They gave us the Torah. They gave us, uh, they, 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 they gave us the Christ for which we ought to be truly grateful. Amen. And, and Paul starts making a distinction between the two. And so I'm jumping right in the middle of what should take hours to study because I want to pull out something a little bit different. So let's start in verse number 16. I just need you to know Paul has spent a lot of time in this letter making the distinction between the nation of Israel and the Gentiles, or I could say the rest of the world. He said in verse number 16, For if the firstfruits be holy, the lump is also holy. In other words, now he's making an illustration like dough. If you have some holy dough, then everything that comes out of that dough has to be holy. Because there's no imperfections in it. He jumps from dough to, if the root be holy, so are the branches. A tree with holy roots cannot produce unholy fruit. If the root is holy because everything pulls. Are y'all with me this morning? I'm just kind of meandering around here. Because everything pulls from that root. So everything, if the source is pure, amen, whatever released is always pure. A pure fountain can't give out bitter water. It's pure to the root. You are holy to the root. You are holy to your core if you're connected to Jesus Christ. If the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, now this was Israel. Some of them got broken off. He's going to explain that. That's not my message today. But if some of the branches were working off, broken off, and you being a wild olive tree, you were grafted in among them. And with them... You partake of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. Somebody stop right now and say, thank you, Jesus. I was a wild one. Y'all going to look at me with that sanctimonious face right now and tell me you was always holy. You ought to say, thank you, Jesus. Because <laughs> I was a wild olive branch, which means olive tree, which means everything I drew from was wild. I couldn't be good because my source was bad. <laughs> but help me, Jason. Help me right now. Help me with the graph. Give me that other one too. Just jump back. and Leave it right there. I like that one. He said, yeah, the original branches were broken off because of unbelief. And I'm going to show you that. He said, but you were a wild olive tree, and God loved you so much, he just grafted you into the family tree. <laughs> but this is what grafted means. It's a, it's a Greek word, and it's real long, and it's made up of two words, and it literally means to be cut in. The word grafted means to be cut in. It means to be positioned by an incision. 
My God. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed with this. It means to be positioned by a cutting or a wounding. In other words, the tree had to be wounded before you could be It actually means a goad, an ox goad that was stuck. Another word means sting. You want to know why we can now say, oh death, where is your sting? It's because the family tree took the sting. I don't know if I'm teaching it right. I can't tell by looking at you. In other words, we got grafted in, but we don't realize Jesus had to be wounded before I could be inserted. <laughs> the tree had to be willing. He knew from the beginning that you and I were going to be wild olive trees with no ability whatsoever to produce anything good. So he was going to have to be jabbed in the side, opened up so I could be placed in. I just need somebody to give God some praise and glory right now. It hurt to take you in. I said it hurt to take you in. It hurt. He was wounded for my transgressions and bruised for my iniquities. So he was willing to be cut so that I could be cut in. We're grateful. I don't know if we're grateful enough for our position. I, I really don't. I really don't. I'm sorry. I'm stuck, but I don't care. I, I don't know if our lifestyles are a reflection of our gratitude of the cutting. <laughs> I, I just don't know if my worship time, amen, with him and driving down the road, I don't know if tears are still streaming down my face because I don't realize, amen, that he was cut deep so I could be inserted, amen, because I was a wild olive tree with no ability on my own to be good, do good, act good, look good, or any good. Amen. So he had to be cut deep so I could be crafted in. <laughs> oh, but be careful. And now I am partaking from the root and the fatness of that olive tree. I'm drawn from a whole new system. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Ain't God good? But be careful. Look at the next verse. Verse number 18. Boast not against the branches. But if you boast, you ain't carrying the root. The root's carrying you. <laughs> be careful that we don't get too heady and high-minded over our goodness. Because the goodness ain't running from the branch to the root. The goodness is running from the root. Oh, somebody help me. I ain't even preaching, but I just need you to help me right now. So be careful that you don't never say, look at me. Amen. Because you're actually drawing from a root system that was a tender plant that sprung up in dry ground and said, I'm going to start a family tree. Be careful. If you do ever accomplish anything good, it'd be like <laughs> it'd be like that branch saying, "Yay, look at me! Look at me!" Are y'all enjoying these scriptures? We're just gonna read my scriptures and go home. You don't bear; thou bearest not the root, but the root is bearing you. There's another reason for worship. He's just carrying my goodness. Matter of fact, it ain't even mine. I'm just borrowing it from him. I'm just sucking it. <laughs> I'm just sucking my nutrition out of the root. Oh, ain't you glad to be a part of this family tree? Give me my family tree. Ain't you just glad to be a part of the family tree? 
It's just full of love. Look at that big old heart. Isn't that a cool tree? I found that bad boy. That's a cool tree. Look at that root system. You see all them green leaves? That's me and you. And we're drawing from the root system. And he is the root and the offspring. Jesus is. That's so good. Verse number 19 says, You will say then, branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well... Verse number 20, well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And you stand by faith, but be not high-minded, but fear. In other words, live in reverential awe of how good it is to be grafted into a good family tree. <laughs> God, that was good right there, wasn't it? Yeah, don't, don't, don't be high-minded. For if God, verse 21, For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he also spare not thee. So behold the goodness and the severity of God. There's two sides to this coin. We don't like to talk about it, but there's two sides to this coin. So he said, Behold the goodness and the severity of God. On them which fell, there was severity. But towards you, goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Oh, remember Jesus a while ago? Remain in my love. Remain in my love. How do you remain in his love? By walking in complete obedience and compliance to the perfect will of the Father. He who loves me will... <laughs> That's how we stay in his love. Why? Well, that sounds, that sounds dogmatic. No, true love is manifested through my obedience. It's manifested through my obedience to my father. So he says, continue in my love. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you also shall be cut off. And they also, oh, God is so good. Even through their rebellion and their unbelief and they were disconnected from God. Look at the next verse. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, they shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. Ain't he good? I can't get over with the goodness of God right now. Amen. I tell you, you caused me to get cut like that. You might not get back in. Oh, come on, somebody help me. Amen. Uh, you cut me like that, you might not get back in. But look at the love of our Father. Amen. Went through all the trouble, grafted them in, and they chose not to remain in the goodness of God. He said, but hey, 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 don't you hate on them out there because even those, amen, if they come back to me, I'm going to graft them in again. Yeah, somebody give the Lord a hand praise right there. How many, how many times did he graft you back in? <laughs> huh? Really? How many times did we disconnect from him through disobedience, but the love of God just grafted us right back in? <laughs> and he said, even them, if they'll, if they'll abide not in their unbelief, shall be grafted in, for God is able. God is able to graft them in again. 24. Last scripture, 11 and 24. For if you were cut out of the old olive tree, somebody say cut out. It's important if I get that far. You were cut out. Of the old olive tree, which is wild by nature. And were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree. That is so powerful. How much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted back in to their own olive tree? Now, verse 17 says, And you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them. And now with them, you partake of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. 
Remember, grafting means to be cut in, to be positioned by an incision. My position cost him everything. He took the sting. Kobe said, so we won't have to. When I was in elementary, me and my girlfriend would be out on a playground. My wife don't know about this. So. And we would catch, you know, the clovers with all the honeybees. We would catch honeybees. Somebody said, wow, thank you for that. I mean, I was in elementary, and that's what we did. We liked each other. I mean, I wrote the note says, do you like me with two squares? Yes. You did that, Summer. Yeah. And she checked yes. So we would catch the honeybees, and we had a wet paper towel. And we would take that honeybee and let him sting it, and he pulls the stinger out. So once he stings you once, he can't sting you again. And then we would play with honeybees. Well, Jesus came <laughs> and hung on a cross and pulled the stinger out of death. <laughs> you know my son. And now death is all around us, but for you and I who are part of the family tree, when they lay me in the ground, they're going to quote the scripture. Oh, grave, where is your victory? And oh, death, where is your sting? Because it can't sting us no more. Are you saying we're not going to die? Absolutely we're going to die if Jesus don't come. But it don't sting no more because actually I'm stepping into eternity. Oh, God, that's so good right there. So we were grafting in. And so I did a crash course on grafting. Now, none of you have done that, right? Except Jennifer. Jennifer's going to know if I miss it. You ain't. But grafting is the technique that joins two plants into one. In general, this is straight off my computer, a wound is created on one of the plants and the other is inserted into the wound so each of the plant's tissues start growing together. And the reason that grafting was so necessary, and I just couldn't go that deep in the study, but it's really powerful. The reason that grafting was so necessary is because you and I were in a wild olive tree. Somebody say hallelujah. We didn't come up naturally good. Can I get a witness? Amen. We didn't, we didn't come, <laughs> Tammy's with me back there. We, we didn't come up naturally good, amen. We didn't come up naturally obedient. We were naturally disobedient. Matter of fact, Ephesians chapter number two says, we were by nature the children of wrath. But God, who is rich in mercy, can I get a witness? For his great love, wherewith he loved us, grafted us in, amen. The reason it was so necessary is because I, I, I didn't need to be fixed where I was at. I needed to be transplanted. Amen. Because my roots were bad. My thoughts were bad. My mindset was bad. <laughs> Have y'all been saved too long or what? Amen. Uh, I mean, I was as good as I could possibly be, but I had no ability to produce the fruit of the Spirit, no ability to produce any righteousness upon myself. So I didn't need a gardener to come in, uh, amen, and just try to cover up what I was. I needed somebody to cut me. Oh, God help me right now. I said, I needed somebody to cut me. He said, you were cut off a wild olive tree. Amen. And if you're not careful as a new convert, you'll not understand the cutting. Amen. But can I help you right now? He cut you to save you. He cut you to deliver you. And all of a sudden, everything that I've ever been and everything that I've ever been used to and the only mindset I have ever had, I have been removed from the normal and I have now been tied to something that is contrary to my nature. Is anybody in this place? That's why if you're not careful, amen, you'll think God is mad at you when he's cutting you, but he's cutting you to transplant. 
Oh, let me try this out over here. Amen. He's really cutting you so he can, uh, 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 what's the word? Insert you into something that's going to produce life. And And it can be such a shock that you see this cut. Thank you, Sam, man. They would literally have to take leather. Or a special tape. Am I right, Jennifer? And they would wrap it around because I'm in such a new environment and gravity is still pulling on me. If I'm not connected, the, the graph won't take. So some people don't understand. All of a sudden, I'm in a whole new world and a whole new realm and I was much better at being bad than I am at being good. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing right now. Amen. I I was, I was, uh, amen. That was dysfunctional, but I had mastered it. (laughs) Uh, Maybe y'all wasn't as bad as me. It was dysfunctional, but I had mastered it, and I was good at it, and I didn't feel uncomfortable with it, but now I am wrapped up to something that is holy, and I need connections to keep me going. Somebody ought to die. I need something to wrap around me because I may have the tendency to separate myself from what God has sent to deliver me. Have you ever been tempted to separate from what God had tied you to to deliver you? Ooh, is that right? Am I right about it? Simply because of an old nature, old inclinations, amen, amen. Unless when you got saved, you were just in a bubble <laughs> and never had another temptation and never had another battle, never had another situation, amen. He had to cut me, amen. But if you'll realize, amen, a lot of people don't make it through this stage because all of a sudden they've just lost all their friends. Hmm? They've just lost a whole circle of friends that they were used to. And now they're having to adapt to a whole new circle. Amen. So it takes that spiritual bond. That's why salvation is not culminated in one act at an altar. Salvation is culminated by getting into a body where the body has wrapped me up. And they're holding. You hear me? And they're holding me close when gravity is still pulling me down but if I can get enough relationships around me to hold me long enough before long I start pulling I'll start pulling from the root are y'all still with me he said you were cut off at while I had to cut off some stuff in your life salvation is a death to one thing (laughs) And a life to another. And you can say what you want to say. I was a drunk. I hated it. And I didn't want to drink it. <laughs> it was controlling my life. But the Bible says the pleasures of sin. Amen. Sometimes salvation is standing at the grave of your past with tears streaming down your face and mourning what you're burying. Y'all ain't going to help me. Amen. <laughs> Not because you really loved it, but because you got used to it. And change can be difficult. That's why when we're grafted in, we got to have a body that wraps and holds me steady when I... Are you okay? That's why now there's a great exodus from the body of Christ. It's a trick of the enemy. Are you listening to me? Amen. Because we think salvation is one event. It's the beginning of a process that has culminated. Amen. With rubbing shoulders and pollinating with my brothers and sisters. Are y'all okay? We're going to deal with this going into the new year. I need to be connected. I have to be connected. So... It was necessary for me to be cut off. It's impossible to produce good fruit if I don't cut some things off. Jennifer, that can be the hardest thing for a Christian is to come into this kingdom and still be drawing from faulty mindsets. Reminds me of that message you preached, Ellis, too, down in Texas. 
a lot of us have been connected to the vine. We've been grafted into the tree, but we're still, our mind is still attached to the old wild, wild, wild olive tree. Somebody wave at me. I know y'all are trying to be holy right now. Amen. But our mind keeps trying to connect with the old wild olive tree. And sometimes it takes standing at the graveside of the old man and dropping your little flower, flyer, flower, rose, whatever, with tears streaming down your face saying goodbye. Oh, I just feel like that's a word for somebody you hadn't said goodbye yet. Goodbye to me. Yeah, that's a song. Give me some words, I'll sing it. Goodbye to me. You say that was good? Goodbye to me. (laughs) That cutting can seem severe sometimes. But God said, I'm cutting death off you. I'm cutting death off you. Amen. And sometimes staying connected can be a challenge within itself. Y'all can say amen. I said staying connected can be a challenge itself. Amen. But he connected me to deliver me. He connected me to set me free. He connected me. Oh, somebody, somebody, are y'all, are y'all hearing me teach this morning? I said, he connected me to a good root system and it's contrary to my nature. So I'm trying to struggle to master this new thing. So I need you to stay close to me until I get rooted. And then all of a sudden, he said, he cut you off the disobedient, the naturally wild That means unruly, undisciplined. Somebody say hallelujah. He cut me off being unruly and undisciplined and unrestrained. Amen. It is so wild. Amen. That when God cuts you off of a lifestyle you've lived so long and ties you into Jesus Christ himself, it's almost like the flesh has been trained to live one way and all of a sudden your spirit starts pulling it into check. Can I get a witness? Amen. It starts pulling you into check. Amen. And now you've got to, you've got to uh, cultivate this new life that you're drawing from now. And then all of a sudden you start, the Bible said here, you start drawing from the root and the fatness. Give me my tree back. You start drawing from the fat. Give me the one with roots. You start drawing from the fatness of that root system. And the weak and the frail and the fruitless all of a sudden starts bearing fruit because we're connected to him. Now I'm bearing everything that was contrary to my nature. Love. Joy. Peace, fruit starting to come now because of my new connection. Long-suffering. Y'all ain't saying nothing. <laughs> Long-suffering. Somebody sitting there thinking, that's, that's, that's a real, that's a thing? <laughs> that, that's a thing? Yes, it's in your family tree. I got good news for you. It's in your family tree. It's in one of those roots right there. And if you'll just realize it, you have access to it. And all we got to do is start drawing from it. And when we do, we'll start producing the fruit thereof. Amen. Somebody high five your neighbor and tell them it's in the family tree. It's in the family tree. All the fruit of the Spirit is in the family tree. Patience, long-suffering, meekness, temperance. It's in the tree. And you have been grafted in. And if John said, are y'all still with me this morning? Y'all still okay? John said, if you're not producing the fruit that you're capable of, he'll prune you every now and then. That's got to be violent to a plant. (laughs) Amen. I mean, Jennifer, she's a botanist now, whatever that is. And they're always... 
Oh, she could teach us so much of how they, they trained the tree to grow in certain directions. They trained the fruit to come up and not hang down. She told me all this stuff. And it's all by a little clip every now and then. Have you ever been clipped by God? Somebody help me over here, amen. Has he ever clipped you, amen, because you really wasn't producing the fruit that he knows you're capable of, and he is the husbandman, and John 15 said, the Father is glorified when you bring forth more fruit. So he ain't standing there with an ax to cut the tree down. He just has to snip. <laughs> he just has to snip a little here and a snip a little there. Amen. But I, let me encourage somebody. Anytime God is cutting you, it's so you can be more fruitful. Don't get mad at the preacher. <laughs> Don't get mad at the word. Don't get mad at yourself. Say, he is the perfect husbandman, and he's just cutting some stuff out of me that's stopping me from bearing fruit. He's just snipping us here and there. So now, because of a new root system, I have the ability to produce fruit that I didn't have yesterday. Isn't that powerful? I didn't have this yesterday. I didn't have this yesterday. But now I do have the ability, if I want to access it, to produce all of the fruit of the Spirit. Listen to this. Grafting a plant whose roots are prone to a soil disease onto it. Give me my graft again. Grafting a plant whose roots are prone to a soil disease onto a rootstock that is resistant to that disease would allow the plant to become disease resistant. Come on, somebody. You can't make this stuff up. And grow successfully, successfully where it wouldn't otherwise have problems. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Because I was prone to every disease in the world. Pornography. I was prone, I was susceptible, susceptible, amen, to anything the devil threw out there. Anybody else out there? Huh? Come on, somebody, help me this morning. I was susceptible to ever sin. My weakness was alcohol. I was susceptible to alcohol, amen, and I tried and tried and tried and tried. Billboards would change my whole week billboards with alcohol would change my whole week and I was so susceptible to a disease but I found out bliss when God grafted me into a new root system I drive right by that billboard huh is anybody listening to me why because I was drawing from a source of strength I did not have before Oh, I, I'm not going to say that every now and then that sweating bottle, <laughs> amen, didn't catch my attention, but because I had been cut off and regrafted, I had the ability I didn't have before. I'm not susceptible anymore. I love, the Bible says the devil is like a roaring lion walking around seeking who he may devour. Well, I'm not devourable anymore. Oh, I don't know if anybody can help me with that right there. I'm just not devourable anymore. Before, I was a wild olive shoot, and everything that come through, I caught. But as long as I stay connected to him, Tammy, I'm not devourable anymore. He'll have to stop and check my little sprig and say, whoop, he's tapped into the main vine. I'll have to find somebody else. Ain't that good? Can I, can I give you just a little more? And there's so much to study. You ought to just study this just off that verse. But a grafted tree, this is off the computer. Ricky, a grafted tree is consistent and has a reliable history of characteristics. <laughs> it has a, oh, come on, Jennifer. It has a track record. They will find a superior tree that has a track record of producing superior fruit. And they will start creating superior trees because of a superior root system. Come on now, just stay with me. Are you thinking? 
Come on, I need you to see. And, and when they graft it into the tree, they can already know what the fruit's going to look like, how good it's going to do, how well it's going to fare, because they have the track record of the family tree. They have the track record. Are y'all, are y'all walking with me? They have the track record of that tree. So now I, I already know. I already know that I can bear fruit in the winter. I can bear fruit in the summer. I already know my fruit is going to be successful. Amen. Even if the circumstances are not good, because I got a track record. His name is Jesus. And I can, oh, y'all ought to help me with that just a minute. I can go back and look at his track record and know how I'm going to respond to any given situation that's going to come to me. I can look at what are you laughing at? I can know, no matter how you hurt me, I can know how quick I can forgive you. Somebody take that one right now. I already know I ain't going to spend two years, three years, 20 years hurting and grieving. Amen. Because I'm going to go back to my roots and hang on a cross. And Jesus said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I already know. I already know. I, I can look at my family tree and tell you how I'm going to respond. God, that's good. Amen. I can look all the way back, Shadrach, Meshach, and tell you exactly how I'm going to respond when the fire comes. <laughs> I'm going to produce the same fruit they are because they're, give me my family tree, son. Amen. <clears throat> because that's them right there. Family tree. That's them right there. Right there. See them? They're out on the end. That's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. See them three? That's them. And they're drawing from the same source that I'm drawing from. So I already know fire is going to come, but let it come. Amen. I ain't got to freak out. <laughs> I ain't got to twist off. I can look at the family tree and tell you exactly how I'm going to come out of this. It's the power of being grafted in. I already know I'm going to be strong enough. I already know. I already know I'm going to be strong enough because the root was strong enough. <laughs> and that's who I'm drawing from. Are y'all catching this? Am I helping anybody's faith right now? That, that we're not sitting ducks that are devourable by the devil if we realize I've been grafted into the tree that has weathered every storm. Ever fire, it's weathered everything the devil could throw at it, and it's still producing fruit today. That's your lineage. It says these uh, grafted trees, they bloom at a certain time. They bear fruit at a certain time. It has a predict predictable trait like disease-resistant or cold-heartedness. You get that superior tree because when it freezes, it don't kill it. It just stands there. When the drought comes, it does not fear. That's the stock you come from. We're going into the new year without roller coasters. Huh? Are y'all with me? We're going in without roller coasters. Well, the weather changes. See, it don't matter. And all season long, we are deep-rooted beside the river of living water. Are y'all okay out there? Amen. And I'm going to come out of this thing. You've been grafted into your healing You've been grafted into your deliverance. You've been grafted into a sound mind. Huh? My God, you husbands ought to elbow your wives right now and say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. We was, just, we was cut off from being crazy and grafted into sanity. God, this is a shouting message. And it's your connections that's healing you. So stay connected. God ain't standing there with an axe to cut you off. You see it in John chapter number 15. He said, remain in me. Stay connected. Stay connected to him. How do I stay connected? Well, he told us. By walking in obedience to the Holy Spirit of God. Every day I'm just following the inclinations of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I'm still connected. 
I'm still connected and I'm drawing from. I want to close with this. <clears throat> when this is back to my Google search. I wished I'd have got you some, but I didn't. Any tree that's been grafted, if you look real close, it says, you can always see the scar of the graft. Is that right, Jen? Even after years, you can still, still see the graft scar. You know, that reminds me of a scripture that the only thing man made in heaven was made from the graft, his scars. That Jewish nation's coming back. I don't do a lot of studying on that. I don't understand it. I don't go deep into it. But he said they're coming back. And God's going to graft them in again. But they're going to be grafted in when they look and say, Oh my God, that's the Messiah. Where'd you get them scars? And he's going to say, I got it from the house of friends. Can I help somebody right now? The deepest, ugliest scars you'll ever get is the one who came from a friend. <laughs> the world can't hurt me. They can't hurt us. And they can't hurt you. But what makes the deepest scar is when it comes to someone that was so close to you. It's the kiss of Judas. But I got good news for you. Jesus is the proof that I may carry a scar all right. I got one on my arm right here where I got cut with a machete one time. And now you can do anything you want to with it. And all it does is remind me I survived. <laughs> it's just a reminder now I made it. I lived. So I want to close out with helping somebody right now. Our Wednesday night classes have been awesome, hadn't they, Bible students? And we've been hung up on forgiveness. Unforgiveness is a cancer that'll rot your soul. And I found out that people who are really hurt, that are truly hurt, I'm not talking about this stuff they call church hurt. <laughs> I'm talking, that, them are excuses. But I'm talking about people who's been really hurt. It's real. And it'll leave a scar. There's no way around it. When Judas kisses you, it leaves a mark. But I learned it from grafting that you may always see the scar, but that tree is just as healthy, and it's healthy because of the scar. What you're going through will make you tougher. It'll make you stronger. Stand with me all over this place. Have y'all enjoyed this biology class? Wait a minute, that's the wrong class. I, I failed that one. What is it? This agricultural, agricultural class of botany? Horticulture. Have y'all enjoyed this horticulture class? Are you going to leave here today a little more thankful? Are you going to leave here today realizing I have a root system for this? And if my Jesus conquered and he become that, he started that, give me my other family tree back. Give me my title back. He started the family tree and he grafted us all into it. And we have a root system. The only difference is the only part of that tree you can't see is the root system. So you, by faith, have to know there's a root for that. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to face next week, Fluky, but there's a root of strength for it. And I can tap into it. And nothing has to catch me off guard. Even if it's unpredicted, unpredictable by nature, it's predictable by my history. It's predictable by my family tree that I can look back and see how they made it through and I can make it through myself. Come give me just a little bit of music.
We're going to take just a few minutes because I felt like while I was teaching that some of us hadn't said goodbye to some things. It's time to say goodbye to. And I'm not talking about really fleshly sins. I'm talking about seasoned saints that still hadn't said goodbye to insecurities. Haven't said goodbye to self-defamation. You're stronger than you think. Are y'all listening to pastor this morning? You are stronger than you think. You're just looking at what's above the ground, what your eyes can see. Anita, you got a root system. Girl, you got a root system. I've seen you in the last two years. My God, are y'all, are y'all listening to me? My Lord, you ain't even up here preaching and you stir my faith. Anybody else in this house know what I'm talking about? You stir my faith. I said, my God, what a root system. Because other people I see just blow over at nothing. You guys have been through some things since 2020 and even beyond. But there's a turnaround coming. I'm going to go ahead and prophesy. Next week I'm going to prove it. (laughs) There's a turnaround coming. But nevertheless, we... Nevertheless, it don't even matter. You made it through the last two years. And you're still here. You're still worshiping. God is still good. Are y'all with me this morning? I'm just feeling so sentimental today. Because you had a root system. Even cherish in the, uh, what do they call it? When the south falls. Even in the season. Sometimes in our Christian moment, not sometimes, periodically, the south just falls. Anybody know what that means? I'm an old logger. When the south falls, that's when all the south drains out of the tree during the winter and that preserves it from being frozen, standing straight up. It preserves it. Sometimes the south falls for our own preservation. And we, somebody helps. And we don't even realize what's going on, but it's preparing you for the next cycle. Even, but it takes people who knows what they're rooted into. My God, has not a storm come to your house, Cherish? Still a brewing, isn't it? But you know what keeps you acting silly and funny and with the joy of the Lord? It's what you're grafted into. And your root system is down there. And we do not fear when the drought comes. Uh, Jeremiah chapter number 17 we do not fear are y'all feeling pastor this morning are y'all feeling me because y'all may be looking at my tree and all the leaves are gone but don't judge me don't judge me because I'm rooted and springtime is on the way Yeah, this could be the ugliest time of year because everything just looks dead. We ain't dead. Shake your neighbor and tell them I ain't dead. I ain't nowhere near dead. My saps just fell, and it's by divine design. But even when my saps fell, I ain't dead. Can I help? Are y'all okay? It's still early. Can I help some of you marriages? Sap falls in marriages too. Has y'all's failed yet? I don't know how long you got to be married, but sap falls sometimes. (laughs) But it doesn't matter, Gracie, if I'm rooted in something below the surface. I'm still standing. I'm still strong. So don't worry. Don't fret. If it just ain't feeling like you think it ought to feel, it ain't looking like you think it ought to look, we got a track record that we come out of this thing. Come on, sis. Your little family's been through some stuff. Been through some stuff, but look, you're still here. We still worship. We still praise God. My God, I feel the love of God in this place. Why don't we just love on him a little bit? Can you sing, oh, I love Jesus by yourself, or you need some help? Come help her right quick, somebody. Let's just sing that just a few minutes. And while you're singing, this is the altar call. While you're singing, I just want you to close your eyes and get a mental picture of that grafting. You're stronger than you think. You got more wisdom than you think. You got way more durability than you think. 
you're like that palm tree and that wind may have you blowing over but you're rooted deep you got good roots come on let's sing just a few minutes Anything you need to say goodbye to, we're leaving it in this year. I want you to bury it in this year. We're not contaminating 2022. That's why when they came in, Jesus and all his disciples, just or, or it was a culture when they came from a long journey, there was a foot basin at the door. And there was a servant waiting to wash their feet before they entered into this new arena. Because they couldn't contract, or what they contracted couldn't be carried into this new environment. That's what we're doing right now. We're having a foot washing. Benny, remember our first foot washing we did when I come here? We're having a foot washing. And we're leaving, we're saying goodbye to ever. Mindset contrary to the will of God. Every spirit of self-defamation. Every spirit of insecurity. Every spirit of ain't good enough, ain't holy enough. If the root is holy, we can't help be holy. You just got to tap into it today. A few more minutes. Somebody say goodbye. Whoever hurt you. I'm declaring that thing's going to scar over. It's going to scar over before you go into 2022. We're going in fresh. Oh my God, what a divine setup. We're going in fresh. Thank you for listening to this Life Church podcast.